0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 17th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Halley. Here's today's headlines. Biden Delta Plan clears court. Lawmakers getting update on fertilizer spike and Stabenow hopeful on bill back better money. Judge clears Biden Delta Plan to replace Trump's biological opinions. A federal judge is allowing the Biden administration to replace Trump-era biological opinions on endangered Delta fish with a temporary plan as federal agencies seek a permanent replacement. The Newsom administration is a partner on the new plan. Environmental and fishing groups were seeking an immediate halt to the 2019 biological opinions and more stringent protections than those in the interim plan. Irrigation districts, on the other hand, were supporting the original opinions, arguing the calendar-based pumping operations were outdated and the Delta needed a more flexible management approach. U.S. District Judge Dale Draz told his decision in the plan, quote, "...presents a reasonable interim approach to the serious challenges presented, namely that the senior water rights contracts make it exceedingly and increasingly difficult for the Bureau of Reclamation to operate Shasta Dam in a manner that is sufficiently protective of winter-run salmon." Keep in mind, state agencies are already applying the interim plan to approve by May a new temperature management strategy for protecting fish in the Sacramento River. The state water board held a full-day workshop yesterday to go over the complicated modeling and analysis involved in the processes and then gather feedback from dozens of academics and stakeholders. Western growers Gail Delahant said this new normal raises questions of whether salmon will be able to survive regardless of the plan, adding that constructing more water storage would help. On that note... The Water Commission bumped up the proposed Proposition 1 funding for Sites Reservoir by $25 million yesterday. Six other projects also in the approval pipeline would gain an extra 1.5% boost to account for inflation. The Commission had decided in February not to award that money to two other projects that entered the competition late. Steady westlands has a 4.7 billion dollar impact the nation's largest agricultural water district contributes 4.7 billion dollars annually to local and regional economies along with 35,000 jobs that according to a new study commissioned by westlands water district a study six years earlier pegged it at 3.6 billion and about 28,000 jobs The district produces 3.5% of the nation's fruits and nuts. This agricultural enterprise really dominates the local economy, said Michael Shires. He led the study and is an associate professor of public policy at Pepperdine University. There are communities who owe their entire existence to this kind of activity. At a press conference on the study, Shires pointed out that the region is among California's poorest with nearly 17% of Fresno County below the federal poverty line. The ability of water trends exactly with changes in poverty. With massive reductions in water availability, Shires called it time to start thinking outside the box. Many more people's lives are going to be impacted if we do end up curtailing agriculture production significantly, he said. Climate change hearing focuses on what farmers need. More technical assistance and streamlined application processes for conservation programs would help farmers adopt practices to reduce greenhouse gases. Lawmakers were told at a hearing on how the next farm bill should address climate change. It's about workforce, former Senator Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota told the House Agriculture Committee recommending that Natural Resources Conservation Service increase the use of partnerships with land-grant universities and other entities to get needed technical help to farmers. Glenda Humiston, vice president of the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources in Davis, said the definitions of rural and metropolitan used to determine funding eligibility denies needed assistance to many rural counties which are considered metropolitan if they have one population center over 50,000. We need to quit thinking about population and making funding decisions, Humiston said, pointing also to the example of USDA rural development, water, and environmental programs that limit eligibility to rural communities of 10,000 people or fewer. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Senate Ag Commission's Fertilizer Study Update. Fertilizer prices are continuing to soar and threatening to go higher so, the Senate Agriculture Committee has asked economists at Texas A&M University to update a study that detailed the sharp cost increases heading into this year. The update will likely show fertilizers have risen 20-30% to 30% over the levels shown in the study that was released in January. A&M economist Joe Outlaw discussed disclosed during a House Ag Committee hearing yesterday. Outlaw then told Agripulse he expects the update to be ready in a couple of weeks. The original study said fertilizer costs, including import tariffs, rose an average of $688 a ton from late 2020 through October 21. Now, by the way, economists at the American Farm Bureau Federation have posted a primer on the Ukraine war and the implications for global food and fertilizer supplies. Economist Veronica Nye warns that many countries that import fertilizer from Russia Around the list of unfriendly nations which could ultimately disrupt fertilizer trade and drive prices up even further. House Chair appealing to Vilsack on Ukraine humanitarian crisis. Some House Ag Republicans say the committee's focus Wednesday on how the next farm bill should address climate change was ill-timed given the situation in Ukraine and soaring fertilizer and fuel costs. How is this administration, how are we in Congress, addressing those high costs and inflationary pressures? What is the Biden administration doing, asked Representative Rodney Davis, an Illinois Republican. Representative Austin Scott, a Georgia Republican, called for a hearing on the potential reduction in the global food supply and the impact of hunger and geopolitical stability around the world because of the Russian invasion. Ag Committee Chairman David Scott of Georgia said his colleague's comments were, quote, well taken and that he was preparing a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to bring some additional tools to help address this humanitarian crisis that is now taking place. He didn't provide specifics and his staff declined to elaborate on what the letter would address. Stabenow not giving up on ag climate money. Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, insists she's optimistic the agriculture portions of the More Abundant Build Back Better bill can still pass Congress. The bill contained $80 billion in ag and forestry provisions, largely intended to address climate change. Stavada's list of items that could still pass includes tax credits for clean manufacturing and electric vehicles. I do think we can get some of these basic things home, she said during an interview with Punchbowl News. Finally, here's today's She Said It. Faculty and staff at land-grant universities across the nation recognize that their work takes place on behalf of a greater good, a broader goal, and a common vision that is much bigger than their individual achievements. That's at the House Ag Hearing yesterday well that's daybreak west for this thursday march 17th for the latest news out of washington dc visit agripulse.com for agripulse daybreak west i'm Chuck alley